0: Log Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consulting, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com, or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting, or Twitter at Coach wheel 24 or Instagram Travis L Williams24
2: Time for one of your favorites here on the Boss Man Show, the classic Boss and Bone segments. They are returning to the Boss Man Show weekly. Boss and Bone will be with you, either bringing you the Boss Report and bringing you a topic around the world of sports. This week we're going to do a little different this week. We're going to go NBA first, then the NFL, talk about some real-life stuff after this segment, too. But first we'll talk about the NBA Bone. Glad to have you at the show, man. How do you have the boss and bone segments return once more? The classes from back in the day, man.
1: Oh man, it's reunited and it feels so good. I'm glad he's back, brother.
2: Yes indeed. Well my good brother, as <laughs> we've talked about off the air, the trade of Dennis Schroeder finally happened, Dave Line Hawks. Uh the Hawks trade Dennis Schroeder and to the OKC Thunder. For Carmelo Anthony, your boy, so your boy who you know, Justin Anderson <laughs> from the Sixers, 2022 first-round draft pick, top 14 protected. And the Sixers get Mike Muscala, a Hawk fan favorite, and the OKC gets Timothy Luau Caraboe uh, from Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> so this three-team trade, Bone, how do you handicap this three-team three trade? Who won this trade? Who lost it? How do you think this to benefit all teams going forward, brother?
1: Well, I think the immediate two winners are uh, OKC and the Hawks uh, and also Mello because Mello is still going to get his money. As <laughs> long as I know Mello and Carmelo, Mello loves his money. That's that, that not a knock. That's not a bad thing. I am calling for that. He's kind of like Revis where he wants all his money and he will never settle for buyouts and anything other such. So, so kudos to Mello for all playing clean system rights. Uh, I think OKC is probably the best one there because they do get a very serviceable backup point guard and shooter, who I like, and they also save that tax money where they save about seventy-five million off Melo's uh, contract. So th- I think I think the Thunder, I think that, you know I think they did pretty well there, and Hawks because it's a reset. You know, as you said before, off there, it's a the total reset for Atlanta. They're trying to eliminate and erase all of Buzz memory from that franchise. And trying to get rid of as many butt guys as possible because he also screwed them from the lottery pick uh, in, in, in this past year's draft. So the Hawks win because they're trying to start anew, they're trying to start fresh, and they're getting rid of salaries and trying to you know make themselves more serviceable in the future.
2: And the Hawks are also waving uh, Antonius Cleveland to make them make the math work. So they've waived today. Jalen Morris got waived today. So I, you know, the smoke screen went up when I saw that. Jalen Morris got waived. all oh, they try trying to get clear cap space for, for that mellow trade. Then Cleveland, Cleveland must be released. So the Hawks now have the $4.49 million room exception. and Probably they'll split up and sign some guys to, you know, minimum contracts. The Hawks don't want to pay nobody. The Hawks just want to lose <laughs> and get draft picks, man. The Hawks ain't trying to be good anytime soon, you know. The Hawks want to lose every oh, game wow. possible.
1: Absolutely, and it's, as you see, it's been the way to go in the NBA as of late, you know, in past years. Uh, it's all started with the process in Philly. Uh, the Knicks are now trying to do it here in New York. The, the same team in Brooklyn is trying to do the same thing with the rebuild, and now Atlanta. So it, it's, what, it's way of the world right now in the NBA. The Kings also are in that group. The teams are trying to look bad and lose a lot of games to get as many ping-pong chances as possible and to garner as much salary as possible, even though these teams don't aren't really attractive to free agents. Really, <laughs> these teams are going to try as, as you know as, as you know hard for it.
2: Get this: the Hawks will have fifty one million dollars million dollars next summer for bad contracts. So I got to look at who <laughs> contracts are bad that the Hawks can absorb next offseason, season. See who will be Atlanta Hawk for a day and get waived.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, a Hawk for it's, it's, a day it's, it's, and get waived, man. Yeah. That's terrible. Like Rasheed Wallace a Hawk for a game and got waved.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, that was fun. I'm still putting on eBay for that that Hawks jersey. And so, everyone out there listening, please hit me up. because I need that Rasheed Wallace Hulk jersey.
2: <laughs> man, it's it, but the Thunder, man. A $15 million backup point guard. Ooh, that's ugly.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I kick in their eyes in the way that it helps their roster. It's almost like... You know, they add uh, this much attraction. They they lose Mellow and his ISO ball, you know, and they lose that big salary. And they get back a pretty big salary in the back of point guard, but it's still nowhere near Mellow's uh, money. So I, I, I get what they're trying to do. Uh, I think now the facing is better now with with, with the Westbrook and, and Paul George, uh, and actually actually get more in touch with Steven Adams, who is going to be a, a pretty sort guy, you know, you know, in the in the offense when we had an opportunity. So I think it makes sense. For OKC, like you said it is pretty hefty price to
2: take for of back a point guard. And Schroeder is what Westbrook is a pick and roll point guard, so the offense doesn't change much with him in the game. But Ray Felton, I feel for that guy. He took less good. He took less good the OKC that he could have gotten on open market, and now he's got a third point guard behind it. in <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: I've always felt bad for Ray Felton. He's almost like a tragic NBA figure for me because when I was here, you know, when he here in New York uh, with the Knicks, he played he played pretty well and he really enjoyed his time in New York. And then he gets traded in the deal for Mellow from Denver to New York, so it's almost like he never really got the opportunity to find a real home for himself. Uh, and he still even had a, a, a good bargain here for OKC, and now he's almost kind of blindsided. I just said he took less to come back to OKC, and now he's probably third string.
2: Yeah, think about how much money they're spending in point guards—Westbrook's salary for Daniel Schroeder. man, that's, that's a, and Ray Feldman's two point four million. Man, there has to be about yeah, it, it, fifty <laughs> million in point guards, right?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a glut. There's definitely an overload on salary part, portion of the point guards position for okay, see, It kind of reminds yo well with the Timberwolves remember I mean, they had Johnny Flynn and, and they had Rubio. And you can add a point guard to the roster. It almost doesn't make sense to have many point guards in your roster. But so it, it, I almost don't, don't tend to believe that something else also happen for OKC as far as giving that glut at point guard position.
2: Now, Bone, Jeremy Lin got traded to the Hawks. I don't believe he'll be here past the trade deadline. I believe he'll be here. Now, the,
1: Jeremy Lin
2: is, <laughs> I think he'll get flipped for an yeah, asset. I don't Lin think he'll be here like, the whole flip. year. Oh, yeah.
1: He he is definitely one of those guys where he's always looked upon as an expiring contract or flip contract. Uh his, his time has come. His time has come and pass. Uh I saw firsthand in your in the whole insanity, but his time has come and pass. He's now sort of an afterthought. He's now sort of as that guy where he is almost like an add in or a throw into a deal because of is now.
2: Exactly. And you know some speaking of the cap. Marcus Smart's contract four years, two million. Yeah he's a perfect he's, he's a perfect tradable asset. That he has a good tradable contract.
1: Yeah, there there are a lot of guys right now that are finding out that it's gonna be a cold summer for, for some of them, for most of the players. Uh that that these guys might not be happy with their deals currently constituted, uh, but they're enticing to the other teams as far as assets to acquire.
2: And Bone, you know I called this more than a year ago that This is gonna happen, and people didn't believe me. Look what look look look, look what happened this year. Oh, absolutely. No? Yeah,
1: it, it's been rough. It's been rough. Unless your name ends in James <laughs> or your name ends in, in George, there it, there's really been a cold spell as far, as far as the setting spree for NBA players. And, and, and as you said, you, know, you called it last year that winter is coming, <laughs> and it's gonna be a harsh summer for a lot of guys a lot of guys who are good players not great guys who who normally would get these crazy deals and they're not getting it this year
2: it's crazy when agents and players don't listen to me they need to come (laughs) and tell me you were right yeah i was right i mean (laughs) i know the cap i know how money (laughs) you had no chance this year (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, And like I said, if you're not a superstar or, or even a star player, if you're kind of in that you know that okay or good player, you're not going to get paid this year. And the best bet is to take these one-year deals and touch it next year.
2: And even with the trades is happening, it's more so teams moving money around. It's not because yeah. Philadelphia took a salary dump in Wilson, in Wilson Chandler's contract, and Brooklyn took on Fareed, the Hawks taking on Mello. the Kings, they tried with Jabari Parker, they tried with Zach Levine, but think about it, Bone, mm-hmm. um, even the trade market for salary dumps has been dry because people are like, why try to dump salary when this contract is going to expire anyway? Why well, do I to get assets for when I can eat, eat this contract for a year and start over?
1: Uh, exactly, and uh, it's, it's not a very good market. And you called it last year. It has not been a very good market for these players. And a lot of them probably thought or didn't think it would be this way. And now it's almost a harsh reality where teams are just moving or making moves just simply to have you know have a better cap space or, or or better ro a better roster as far as guys who who coming who coming in cheap because this is just not a, a very good summer. For for anyone really, and um, I mean I mean unless you're Golden State who works a cap massively every summer, uh, a lot of these teams are in limbo.
2: And I feel like Jamal Crawford, you know, I know I got his contract in Minnesota. He, he won't play for teams anymore. Them long practices, I get it. Four point five million to be miserable, I get it. But I'm surprised he hasn't got a contract.
1: Yeah, and considering he is the Team of the Year award and the NBA honors, whatever it was, he's one of the best guys in the NBA he's on the court, off the court, point blank, one of the best guys I've ever dealt with in any any professional sports team. Uh, he was here in New York with the Knicks. He was phenomenal to talk to. He was always gracious. He was a great teammate. He, he was always beloved. I never heard anything bad about him from other teammates, You know, even off record. He was always that guy where guys the other teammates love to be, with, be around with. And you know, kind of a gunner who never thought of as a selfish player among other players and his other teammates. He's just a, a very good guy and a very good player, and still his age. He's a very versatile six man. So as, it is odd to see that he is also right now out of, out of the team right now.
2: Yes, indeed. Well, folks, that's the free agency segment here on the Boston Show Boston Bone segment. We're going to come back after the break, talk about NFL. We got some NFL protest news. We got an NFL GM getting a slight sense and a black player. Uh, so we're gonna talk about how the just in sensing works. So we're gonna talk about that all boss and bone. We back eight on the boss man show sticking tight stick, stick tight people. We coming back, boss bone after the break. Stay with us, boss man show.
0: The guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.